0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So good morning, good day, everyone. So this week we, I'm talking about challenges and um, well, for this is the kind of the general theme now, because it's going to be for a while. And um, and so the challenges are, um, you know, can be very challenging. That's what it means. It's, it's difficulty, which is di- difficult. Difficulty, which we're having trouble figuring out how to be with. Or it's not clear what to do, and we have to sometimes we have to figure something out or it can be overwhelming and so wide range of what can be called a challenge and what i offered this week was the uh, what i call a challenge check-in a mindfulness check-in and um it has a number of functions one is to um have a step away from business as usual with a challenge if we're really caught in it and and oppressed by it and and uh and really preoccupied, we, uh, and we're f- and we're focusing on some clear idea. This is the problem. Uh, but to step away and not be caught in anything, and take a pause—a sacred pause—to check in, and to have a different framework, a different perspective in which to look at our experience, than the perspective we might have been using in that provides the idea that I have a challenge. So we can check in with how we are physically, and we might discover that we're tense, or that our posture is kind of, you know, out of balance. And so we can relax the body, we can bring balance to our body, we could maybe go and exercise in order to get some nice things flowing in our body rather than feeling all congested. We check in with the feeling tones, the sense of which things are pleasant and unpleasant. And generally when we feel challenged, there's something that feels unpleasant that's sometimes generated from how we're preoccupied, how we're afraid or angry or upset or something and um and it's a gener- generous thing to feel our contribution how that's sitting in us because as we feel it it allows something to make space and to dissolve or to open up and become clear but also it gives us a chance to um, to also realize there's much more there's also pleasure here there's also some good feelings and we realize we've been pre- we've been preoccupied or fixated on the unpleasant, or we see the world through the unpleasant. But since there's more here, what happens if we include what feels right and good? Then there's the mind state, uh, the emotion, the attitude by which we're operating. And to uh, see it as just that. Oh, that's an attitude, that's an emotion, that's a mind state that I have, a mood. And um, I'm with it, I'm not it. Uh, I don't have to see through it. I don't have to have those glasses on, those lenses on. There's another way. And um, And then the mental processes. Am I involved in processes that are keeping me tight and contracted and grasping? Or am I touching into a practice, for example, or mind states or ways of being that clearly recognizes the challenge but is freeing in the midst of it. So asking ourselves this check-in has a number of functions. One of them is that because some of the challenges we have are really big and some of the ways we can be with a challenge, even a small one sometimes, is not productive, that we might have to, it might giving ourselves a check-in, we might see that and see, oh, I need to do something here. I need to somehow break the trance, break out of this this uh, funk. I need to break out of, somehow clear out so I can start fresh. And so to do something that refreshes us or to uh, resets us. And you know, it can be a wide range of things. Different people have different things that they want to do. But this idea of t- having agency to shift how we are, to put ourselves in a more productive, useful way, is invaluable. To be stuck in the challenge, and, you know, is, can often, what happens when we're stuck in it, we tend to uh, ruminate and repeat the same things. It just kind of strengthens it and strengthens it and, and makes it get worse. So something as simple as going for a walk or having a cup of hot drink. If you have, if you and you know how to nap, to nap for ten minutes, to meditate for ten minutes, take a shower, listen to music, call up a friend and and have a human conversation with someone, or go someplace you know in society that you can kind of lose your preoccupation. It's just nice to be there, and you know maybe you volunteer at an animal shelter and you so you go spend some time with the kittens. And, uh, and that kind of pulls you out of your kind of caughtness with whatever. So by doing the check-in, we find out, oh, I'm really caught. For example, if you can't do the check-in because you're so caught up, that's a clear indication that an intervention is needed. Not an intervention that you escape forever, but maybe sometimes you escape for a little while so you can come back refreshed in a good way. The other thing that check-in does it provides a lot of information about how you are, that you then can kind of figure out. Okay, with knowing this about me, then now I have a better sense of what I can do. And uh, and both of those, just having uh, you know, doing an intervention for yourself and and you know doing something different, or Uh, uh, understanding what's happening with you so you can be with yourself or adjust yourself in a good way, both of them involve agency. And, you know, in our Buddhist scene, there's a lot of emphasis on don't control, don't control, shouldn't be controlling your meditation, which has some truth to it. But we also don't want to dismiss agency. And sometimes we dismiss agency because we have this strong emphasis on not-self and agency is where the self operates. But agency can exist without this kind of self uh, that we are caught in. Um, But we want to begin feeling and engaging in our capacity to choose, engage, to have agency with what we do. Because what happens with extreme challenges, we tend to, uh, part of the reason we can freeze, we can be overwhelmed, and we Don't use our capacity for agency. And so, even just kind of going away, escaping the challenge for a while, is an act of agency. To check in with yourself is an agent. You're using agency to do that. And so, then we slowly start discovering, by using that agency, how to use it in a way that is nice, is useful. We don't Pile on self and self identity and shoulds and shouldn'ts and and um, you know I'm supposed to be able to manage here. The agency that's almost the same as the agency to use attention. We learn to do that in a soft way, in a gentle way, in a kind way. Uh, We learn we learn agency that we enjoy doing. And this is what I want to suggest is it's invaluable to discover in challenges, to discover some way, some pleasure, some or some goodness, some rightness, something you in, feels right and good. And if you can do that in how you accompany the challenge, how you show up for it and are attentive to it, where you have confidence in your Agency, not necessarily that you know what to do, but confidence, you could always have agency. The agency to do the mindfulness check-in. The, aim for, uh, the agency to pause and not do anything and just look at the situation. The agency to ask for help. The agency to tell yourself, oh, recognizing, wow, I don't know what to do here, this is overwhelming. To do that in a clear, conscious way is almost in a way not to be burdened by it, but like, wow, I'm overwhelmed. To start discovering how this sense of doing can be freeing, can be relaxing, can be give you a different place from a source within from which to act from. Because sometimes when we're engaging in challenge and we're coming from a place of being a victim or being feeling inadequate or feeling confused or feeling angry or um, feeling just scattered, that will often make the challenge harder. But if we can recognize we are that way by doing the check-in, we're beginning to find agency. We're beginning to find another way that uh, feels good. So anyway, this mindful check-in has a lot of functions and there's probably many more that I've said and you probably may be discovering it. But to take some time uh, to experiment with this simple checklist, body, feeling tones, mind states, and then these processes of the mind, how the mind is behaving, the operating principles, is behaving in a way that is deleterious or beneficial? That's uh, getting you caught, and or that helps you to have more space and freedom. So, uh, um, so then, uh, thank you for all this. Now, for next week, I'm off at IRC, the ret- our retreat center, for teaching a retreat, so I won't be here. And um, I believe Matthew Brent Silver will be teaching. And, um, and then uh, I'll be back for one week and then I'll be away for a while. But uh, my plan is uh, for the next months as I'm here that I'll continue this series on challenges uh, and even though there's a big gap with the idea that we're slowly building, kind of lay- laying the foundation here. And, um, and in that regard... Uh, I'd encourage you to um, look for manageable challenges, maybe even really minor challenges that you have, and, um, and uh, start kind of uh, uh, bringing some of this exploration of uh, the challenge or being with the challenge that, um, that uh, we've been laying out for these last few weeks. And, uh, and that you're going to be creating their own foundation yourself for what we do as we go along so one day you can um, maybe have uh, a new capacity wise capacity to be with one of the some of the major challenges that you have and um, so thank you very very much and um, I will look forward to coming back in in Minute week or ten days, and um, and I'm sure you'll enjoy next week's teachings as well. And there's a way in which whatever a Buddhist teacher is teaching, either directly or indirectly, is about how to be with challenges. So, so thank you.